I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Seth Kravitz on the line. He's the CEO over at Flearn. Uh, Seth, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing as CEO over at Flearn, Seth. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? I uh, kind of had one of those, I guess you'd call it like stereotypical tech stories. I dropped out of college when I was around 21, and uh, a friend and I launched a really boring tech company out of a basement. And uh, that company, over the course of seven years, we were, we were helping people save money on their insurance. That's why that's the boring part of it. And uh, over the course of about seven years, we scaled it up to about 65 people, and we sold it to a, a public company called Bankrate, which is another very boring company. And then along the way, did some other kind of boring things, all kind of in the world of financial marketing uh, startups, and uh, sold off another one of those. Um, so it kind of just kind of stayed in my lane, where it was like, okay, I can help people save money on whatever it is involving some sort of financial product online, and how much can I rinse and repeat that exact same business model over and over again? And I did that for um, roughly until about 2012, when I stopped doing that, and I launched something called Technori here in Chicago, which went on to become uh, pretty much the largest uh, startup showcase in the Midwest region, maybe in the entire central U.S. And uh, basically kind of like a shark tank minus the sharks. It was more of the audience mm-hmm. asking the questions and things like that. So imagine 500 people sitting in a theater watching five companies on stage. And then I did that for quite a while. And then finally, uh, three years ago, landed here at Flaren as the CEO trying to uh, basically take what was already a thriving business that I, I didn't start Um guy who started his name is Aaron Nace started about eight years ago and I came in to try to scale it up and see how far we could take it and uh, that kind of covers the last I don't know 16 years 15 years wow that's awesome and by the way when you say boring I'm like yeah right there's nothing more exciting than helping people with saving money and on these on these in these financial fields there's a big financial podcast all the all the guys are listening right now like what do you mean that's not boring I'm excited how'd you do that <laughs> nothing boring about that nonsense um so Seth there's a lot of people out there that would like to or maybe they're in um, you know, tech and they're considering going that fintech route, which is, it sounds to me like you were in fintech before it was called that, right? Um, so let, if they're, they were kind of thinking about ways to look at the market and ways to find their niche, um, what kind of advice would you give that, that tech professional that's thinking about getting into fintech? Well, I find uh, the more, I don't know, I, I, the fintech has, has definitely changed a lot since since I was heavily involved in it. Mm-hmm. That was I was really involved in it from let's say two thousand three, two thousand twelve. Um since then, that's when it was boring. I mean maybe it might not be today, which it seems to be much more exciting and there's just mm-hmm. endless amounts of V C cash just funneling their way into FinTech. Mm-hmm. But that was not the case from O three to two thousand twelve where no one could no one could care less about it. It was horribly boring. Everyone was like, Oh, I got an app for on demand ferret sitting and like, cool, here's a million dollars. Like that was what everyone cared about. And no one wanted to hear anything involving insurance, loans, all that stuff it was just like boring, boring, boring. Uh what what is interesting about this. But now it's like the exact opposite. Now now you got insurance startups like Lemonade or whoever it happens to be seeming to raise un un 
unlimited amounts of cash whenever they need it. So now everyone thinks that the FinTech is, is this gorgeous, awesome place to be. Uh, so that has changed dramatically because back in the day, my advice would have been to just don't treat your customers like garbage because every insurance company, whether it was the big ones, the small ones, whether it was a, um, the, I guess the small consumer side or, or the small business side, um, they had horrible websites with a terrible experience and everything was completely opaque and they made it intentionally difficult to comparison shop. And basically everything about the process was difficult and like clouded to make it in their advantage. Uh, and we also the same side, I was trying to help insurance agents, which was the other side of our business, was helping them find new customers and they paid us for that. Uh, everyone treated the insurance agents like garbage too. So all, all we did literally was just like, how do we just treat people like, I don't know, like they're human beings, that they deserve some level of respect. And uh, consumers seem to appreciate that approach. And the insurance agents who are, who are paying us for these leads uh, really love that approach because we're a company that actually treated them well. So um, our market advantage was to just not be jerks to everybody. And uh, now today, I would say it's much more about uh, the sophistication of your technology to be able to like outquote people faster. If you're talking about insurance, for example, uh, if it's a mortgage experience or whatever it happens to be, uh, again, uh, how, how quickly can I get you through that experience with as little work as needed as possible on your end with an interface that is beautiful with basically every single box has to be checked now. Um, so it's definitely got a lot more competitive where uh, that, that's a little tougher, but at the same time, I would say the same rules apply. Um, people love transparency, so the more you can bring that. Um, technology doesn't have to power transparency. There's, you can just be transparent by not hiding things and uh, being very clear about what the expectations are that they should expect as a consumer. And uh, beyond that, um, I wouldn't be concerned about existing competitors or market size as far as, like, if you're talking about trillions of dollars in fintech, yeah. um, that leaves an unbelievable amount of room to play. I mean, uh, yeah. you could start an insurance startup, whatever it happens to be today, and it doesn't matter if you have 300 competitors, you could still do very well. Uh, people are always like, oh, if I just had 1%, if I just had 2%, well, like in fintech, because you're talking about trillions, mm -hmm. you can get, like, one quarter of a percent and have a thriving oh, yeah. business where that employs a hundred people. So like the numbers are out outrageous. The amount of money that flows around is outrageous. Uh, therefore ignore the existing competitors, make sure borrow, borrow the best stuff you can from them, but I would never be intimidated by it, by it at all. As far as like, you know, there's plenty of room for more people to play in, in that sandbox. Yeah, I, I totally agree that that's, it's just a whole new world. Um, and I, and like I mentioned, I know you were in fintech before it was called fintech. So let's change it up. Let's change it up, Seth. Let's get into what you're doing over at Flurn. Tell me more about the business. Yeah, Flurn's pretty straightforward. It's, uh, it's the number one Photoshop training company in the world. Uh, we also teach photography and Lightroom as well. Uh, we are definitely more on the software side of things, but we do teach, again, some photography as far as like actual, like how to take better photos, but we really try to show you the, the post-production, once you've taken a photo, what to do with it then. And we struck people from, like, the absolute beginner, like, literally open Photoshop for the very first time right now, all the way up through people that are, you know, 10 years in that are masters of it that want to just refine their skills even more. So we have that whole that whole spectrum uh, that we serve. And uh, we have customers in 149 countries. Um, so this, this, this business is the first uh, massively international company I've ever been a part of. Mm -hmm. Um you know, so that, that, that has all sorts of interesting, you know, things that I've never had to deal with before. It's been a big learning experience, but um, it's also a very community-driven company. Uh, Aaron, who's the founder, is one of those YouTube creator stories. You know, guy gets in front of camera eight years ago and somehow turns it into a business. And uh, you know, basically built a, 
we had about 1.7 million subscribers on YouTube, so we just kind of built this very large following through, through social, mostly driven by you know video entertainment, and uh, kind of making our education products more entertaining and fun than just kind of boring and dry. And that's kind of how we carved out like a part of the market just for ourselves. And people kind of jokingly call Aaron the Bob Ross of Photoshop. Like, <laughs> very, very Happy warm, little tree. friendly. Yeah, he's like just a very warm, friendly instructor, um, which I think is like kind of a breath of fresh air for most art students in particular. Art and photography, things like this, traditionally have been taught in very much like, I'm the master, you are the student uh, kind of way. And like his, his, he describes basically the way he teaches. It's like, let's hold hands and like run through the fields of Photoshop together. That's kind of his style of teaching, um, which I think has resonated with a pretty massive audience. So when I came here at Florin, it was just, had a whole bunch of assets I've never had before, like a massive community and people actually loving the product and everything about it. And uh, mm. that's been great to spend three years working with that kind of business where people are actually excited to work with you. Uh, they get a lot of benefit out of it as far as people have got jobs, people have completely changed their entire lives uh, through taking our courses and being able to then do something they couldn't do before. Um, wow. So, you know, just a lot of that, which has been great because I never really had that before in any of the businesses that, I, that I've done. Man, that's absolutely amazing. Um, so, what, what kind of um, if somebody's thinking about about um, about learning more about Learn or or if maybe taking the classes, like what does it look like? So, just so they have a feel. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is go to Learn.com, and it's it's pretty straightforward. It's an online subscription service. It is very inexpensive. We are probably by far the least expensive of all of our competitors. Uh, Ten dollars a month, you get unlimited access to all of our classes. Got about 150 plus classes in there covering everything from just basic retouching, how to make a photo look better, to really complicated things where you can make basically digital art, you know, very complicated things where you're combining together a bunch of different photos into some sort of composition that has some final result. And all that's in there are all for the same price. Um, and you can cancel at any time. Uh, it's, it's pretty much like a, a no-risk situation for a very low price to be able to learn something that uh, is a really powerful piece of software. So, uh, yeah, very popular among photographers. I mean, about 70-plus percent of all of our customers are professional photographers. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm looking at the site now. That's crazy that it's only 9.95. I'm like, people like a college yeah. course or something else. Like, and then I know, I know the way these work. So my guess is they're updating it. If there's new videos, there's other things, and and you're part of a community for that much. That's crazy. <laughs> but I see. Uh, but it's just a lot of value. I could see why people are really excited to be a part of the community and to keep on, you know, growing with it. And and just the quality of this is, and you can just see as soon as you go on the site. Yeah. Anybody listening to this? That's interested in Photoshop or learning anything like that, I, I definitely would head over to Flairn.com. So that's P-H-L-E-A-R-N.com and just check out the site. It's really cool stuff. Um, so Seth, hey, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show and uh, tell us more about your background, all the cool things you're doing over at Flairn. Um To the audience, as always, thank you for uh, tuning in. I hope that you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to um, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to uh, support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Seth, thanks again for coming on the show.